Welcome to God's Five Minutes with Pastor Ed Wilson. Reach him at God's Five Minutes at gmail.com. Now, here's Ed Wilson with God's Five Minutes. Hello, friends. Thanks for tuning in. Here's part of how Matthew tells the story of Jesus' birth. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when, as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken to the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is, God with us. Matthew's account of the nativity sets Joseph in the foreground. His pain and hesitation, his consideration for Mary, the divine communication to him and his obedience to it, embarrassing as his position must have been, take up more space than the miracle of the birth itself. Probably in all this we have an unconscious disclosure of Joseph as a source of the evangelist's information. In any case, he speaks as if from Joseph's point of view. Luke, on the other hand, has most to say about Mary's maidenly wonder and meek submission, her swift hurrying to find help from a woman's sympathy as soon as the angel of the Annunciation had spoken. Surely that narrative could have come from none but her meek and faithful lips. The two accounts beautifully supplement each other and to give two vivid pictures of these two devout souls, each sharply tried in a different fashion, each richly blessed by variously molded obedience. Joseph took up his burden and Mary hers because God had spoken and they believed. The shock to Joseph of the sudden discovery, crashing in on him after he was bound to Mary, and what would otherwise have been the sweet interval of love and longing before they came together, is delicately and unconsciously brought out in verse 18, she was found. How the remembrance of the sudden disclosure, blinding and startling as a lightning flash, lives in that word. And how the agony of perplexity as to the right thing to do in such a cruel dilemma is hinted at in the two clauses that pull in opposite directions. As a just man and her husband, Joseph owed it to righteousness and to himself, not to ignore his betrothed condition. But as her lover and her husband, how could he put her who was still so dear to him to public shame, some of which would cloud his own name? To put her away was the only course possible, though it racked his soul, and to do it privily was the last gift that his wounded love could give her. No wonder that these things kept him brutally saddling, brooding sadly on them, nor that his day's troubled thinking colored his sleeping hours. The divine guidance which is always given to waiting minds was given to him by the way of a dream, which is one of the Old Testament media for divine communications and occurs with striking frequency in this and the following chapter. And in Joseph's dream, the most stupendous fact in all history is announced by the angel primarily as a reason for Joseph to proceed with his wedding plans. 
Two men tortured with doubts of his fiancée and unsure what should be his duty, the angel visit was mercy indeed, and it teaches us the ministry of Christ, vast and weighty as it is, begins its work with the heartaches and needs of individual believers. The great mystery which lies at the foundation of Christianity is declared to Joseph in a few simple words. That which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. She shall bring forth a son. He shall save his people from their sins. This vivid picture of the distress of these faithful saints and the manner in which God both used and satisfied them is a demonstration of the way he yet works with his own. Have you talked to him today? You have been listening to God's Five Minutes with Pastor Ed Wilson. Reach him by email at g-o-d-s-f-i-v-e minutes at gmail.com. Tune in next time to hear more encouraging thoughts from God's Word on God's Five Minutes with Pastor Ed Wilson. For 60 years, Crowder College has been empowering students to soar to new heights. From agriculture to education, to business, sports, and the newest technologies, Crowder always has something interesting going on. I'm Adam Winkler of KNEO Radio. Join me each week as I talk to a different person from Crowder College about what's been happening and what's coming up next. It's the Insider's Guide to All Things Crowder. Subscribe today to the This Week in Crowder College podcast, available from the Sky High Podcast Network.